Wrong. Canvas all of the dentists in the areas and look for anyone who's shown up with a lot of cavities. Thank you. That's why I, like I should thinking. be the murder police. Mm. I thank you mm. both. Have a great day. We're joined now by Victor Sal Salazar, president of National Overwatch, a Texas-based nonprofit that specializes in helping schools prevent mass shootings. And we're going to go back and look at 2022, and we'll look ahead to 2023. Good morning, Sal. How are you? Uh, good, brother. Did you have a good Christmas? I did. Did you? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. My house got hit with... Uh, the flu. Oh, no. Whack their whole house. Yeah. Sorry to hear it. I hope y'all are feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just get my voice back. All right. Tell, so me a, tell me about National Overwatch. What is that? <clears throat> so National Overwatch is a Texas-based nonprofit, right? We, we put a team together of FBI, Homeland, Special Operations guys, uh, NSA, any pretty much government agency you can think of. Right. And, and we're looking at schools from a, a completely different perspective. Right. So we have over 100 years of guys doing threat assessments at home and in war. So you take that you take that perspective and you're like, OK, we should be looking at threats to schools like we look at threats overseas. So we take these guys and we put them towards schools. How do we look at threats to schools? So you take our perspective and our mindset, how we look at threats. First, like a regular civilian in a school. Our brains perceive threats differently. So if we can evaluate schools' threats and vulnerabilities, we can, we can find the problem and go from there. You can't, you can't continue to throw money at a problem where you don't know where it is or where that problem lies. And that's what we're doing. We're taking our skill set and our mindset, and we're, and we're Making it proactive and for schools, and and as a nonprofit. Tell me about 2022 and school shootings. <clears throat> so as of as of uh, December 19th, Tucker, Education Week has been tracking school shootings since 2018. As of December 19, 2022, there have been 50 50 school shootings this year that resulted in injuries or death. This is the most in a single year that educa education week since education week has been tracking school shootings. And the fact that, and you know, the fact that we have to track school shootings is, is ridiculous. You know, it's a problem, but with every problem, there is a solution. And that's the solution that we're trying to figure out right now. Yeah. It's interesting. You say trying to figure out, because my question was going to be, why do you think the most in a year was it, COVID related? Was it some other societal factor? Talk to me about that. So it could be, it could be a hundred things, mental illness, uh, bullying. I mean, social media, it could be every, you know, uh, kids are having problems at home and, you know, they want to hurt people and, and, or vice versa. Parents are, you know, want to hurt kids. It, it, it could be, it could be a hundred different reasons. But at the end of the day, when I try to explain this to schools and I try to explain this to people, at the end of the day, with all the problems going on with guns and not having guns and all that, we can still protect schools and still make them proactively safe. So if I drop my son off, I know he's going to be protected. I know he's going to be safe. There are countermeasures. There are uh, 
solutions that we can give schools that are so cost effective, it would blow your mind. And we can protect our kids. So with all these problems, schools are like, oh, we're having a hard time figuring out what to do. We know. We see it. That's why, that's why I started this. You break down every school problem, what school problems have, and you give them a solution. So with all of that going on, Tucker, at the end of the day, the fact that schools, we still can't protect our schools is, is uh, it's not only terrifying, but it's sad. Is part of this, Sal, looking at commonalities between all of these school shootings and what they have in common? Uh, commonalities? Yeah, 100%. Commonalities is, so like, uh, take, take this for example. If I want to, uh, I want to propose our, our program to a school, and they said they spent, we just spent $100,000 on brand new security cameras. And I was like, okay, well, can I, get, can I ask you a specific question, sir? He was like, shoot. I was like, are those cameras being monitored? And he said, well, no. You got to be kidding. Said, you wait, 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 wait a minute. You got to be kidding me. Seriously? No, seriously. And I said, you wasted $100,000 on a recording machine. Who would this think is, that a non-monitored camera in real time is going to help? This, this uh, uh, trust me, I, I share your enthusiasm. But this is the mindset. Now, th- that brings you to another situation. So say the, commodore, the, the cameras are monitored, right? And when we as parents, we, we as parents should be asking 100 different questions a day, right? That's our job to ask. Well, let me stop so you as we hear, go along. Let me stop you as we go along here, Sam. What are the okay. questions that parents should be asking as they look ahead to the second half of the school year in, uh, of 2022, 2023? What are the questions parents should be asking? So, the, a per, 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 great, for per, per, perfect example. So, when you hear an SRO or school resource officer, when you hear their trade, what does that mean? What, is, what does train mean? Parents should be asking, hey, do we have proactive countermeasures? Hey, are our cameras being monitored? Hey, the SROs, they're trained. What are they trained? How are they trained? What are their certifications? Parents should be asking questions. Hey, you know, school board, what, what are you doing this year to keep our kids safe? What are, what are, the, what are the countermeasures you have to keep our kids safe? What are the EAPs, the emergency action plans for schools, the active shooter drills, the action shooter plans? What are those? Are, are those updated? You know, my, my wife, <clears throat> her, her company had an updated and active shooter, uh, you know, drill since, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. At the end of the day, we need to ask these questions. Hey, when's the last time your active shooter plan got updated? Do, nobody knows that. They could have the same active shooter plan ten years from ten years ago. These are all just basic questions that we need to be asking schools. Should companies have active shooter drills? Of course, of course, yes. And and, and it's sad, Tucker, but we do not live. I'm I'm 37, right? I remember playing in the streets like every other kid getting dirty, catching snakes and turtles and stuff. We do not live in that world anymore. We need to adapt with the world that we live in today. And it's sad, but at the same time, that they, you, can't, you can't bury your head in the sand anymore. People, companies, schools, they need to understand that there is a threat 
Guns are easily accessible. Uh, people just, you, know, you can't leave your doors open anymore. As sad as we, you know, we, we like to go back to the old ways, we can't do that. Do you have any idea, like, what companies or how many companies, what percentage have active shooter drills? I know um, I don't think I've ever participated in one at any company for which I've ever worked. And, and, and again, like, you, you, that's a perfect thought process. You shouldn't have. But that was in the past. This is now. At any point in time, at anywhere, you could be, you know, at the mall or, you know, in Macy's or wherever, at, at AT&T, and somebody can come in and, do, and, you know, be an active shooter, and people need, to, people need to prepare and have a plan for this, you know, especially with the security guards. Security, like, you know, Tucker, there is no, there is no like, standard there is no mass standard for SRO training. There is none. We have guys working on it right now to be the thought. We, we are trying to create a standard for every state. Every state, Tucker, from the guys, from, C, from CIA guys to special operation guys, we're, putting, we're pulling our collective knowledge, our perspective, our skill set. We're going we're gonna to put it to use. You know, put it to something that will actually protect people, protect kids. And not security theater. Let me take a break. We'll pick it up here. We come back. I want to talk about school resource officers specifically uh, when we return. We'll talk about some other things as well. We're talking to Victor Sal Salazar, president of National Overwatch, a Texas-based nonprofit that specializes in helping schools prevent mass shootings, and I would imagine companies as well because he talked about active shooter drills for companies, and I would ask you if you can text me on the Oakland Heart Jeweler Talk and Text Line at 504-260-1870. Have you ever participated in an active shooter drill wherever you work? And you don't have to go into details of who you are or where you work. I'm just wondering in general if you've ever participated in one of those at your workplace. And if you're a teacher, tell me what's going on at your school in terms of active shooter drills, security, and your big concerns. 920, Tommy Tucker, back in a flash here on WWL. 925, Wednesday morning, December 28th. We're talking to Victor Sal Salazar, president of National Overwatch, a Texas-based nonprofit that specializes in helping schools prevent mass shootings and before we went to the break i asked you to text in if you're a teacher have you been through school shooting drills are you worried about uh with the plan you have at your school a couple of texts that come in teacher here we've updated plans but i haven't gone through an active shooter drill in eight years another text says i don't know if it's a workplace or a school i have often asked about more safety features and drills only to have them tell me i'm over worried and it's not going to happen in quotation marks here People have their heads in the sand. Sad, and I'll pick it up there with you, Sal. Do people have their heads in the sand when it comes to this? And, and you know, it's 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 sad, Tucker. It really is because that's you know it, it's the it's the there's it's always excuses like you know it's not in the budget to upgrade our school like that's not an excuse anymore or this is never going to happen to us that's an excuse all of these things. We're a teacher, we haven't done an active shooter in eight eight years. Like that is unacceptable. A drill. 
a drill. That is unacceptable. How is and this is a, this is the stipulation that. So if we're doing a drill, and we do the drill just like overseas, if we do a mission or a drill or a training event, after that mission training or drill, we do an AAR. And AAR is an after actions review. That's what we everybody that participated in that drill or training or mission, we say, hey, this is what you did right, this is what you do did wrong, this is what you need to improve on, right? It's for us to learn muscle memory, to grow, to get smarter, to to be more proficient. If schools don't do that with teachers and students, how will, how will teachers and students ever know what they did right or wrong? How will they ever learn? How will they ever get better, faster, quicker response times? They won't. People, schools are doing the drill for sake of doing the drill. Now, if you take that mindset and you break it down, does any, anybody agree with that, that philosophy to do the drill for the sake of doing a drill? No. What does an effective active shooter drill for a school look like? It could be a, a response time. It could be anything. Every school is different. The, 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 the capabilities of every school is completely different. Do they have an SRO? Don't, do they not have an SRO? Let me stop you right there for a minute, Sal, yeah. about the school resource officer, because I know people will still text in and defend the police officers in Uvalde. Um, there was a failure at Marjorie Stone Douglas in Parkland, Florida, where a resource officer kind of hid behind a tree and didn't respond while kids were getting killed. I, I, I guess it goes to a national standard of, of some some departments get it, some don't. I don't understand how there could be failures like that, although I guess you never know what somebody's going to do until they're put in that circumstance. Yeah, no, of course. And not all, not all school resource officers are police officers. Some of them are just security guards. Mm. There, there, there's a, a, a good mix of both. Now, look, we, we, we want to work with police officers. Police officers out there defending their cities, you know, they have so much on their plate, and, and we appreciate that. I think everybody appreciates police officers, you know, for, for the, the work that they do. But here's the thing when you break it, break it down for schools. Not every police officer in this in the U.S. is trained exactly the same, right? Some police officers could be in another state and they're highly well trained, and then there's some in a different state who don't have the training or the funding to be at that level. So you're putting all of this across the U.S. You have a, a mix of how trained these SROs or police officers are, right? There's no standard. There's no one standard. So you get mixed. But when they're put in a high-threat situation or scenario, us as parents or civilians, we automatically expect them to – they're supposed to be proactive and proficient in a high-threat situation or scenario. That is not always the case because when I know when you – if you've never been in a high-threat situation or scenario, Tucker, and you have a weapon. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
and you get that adrenaline dump for the first time, your brain is going to revert to two things, fight or flight. Mm -hmm. You're going to revert back to the lowest common denominator. Now, you're expecting that SRO who's never been in a high-threat situation or scenario or police officer who, who have been in a high-threat situation or scenario, and you're expecting them to make a life-second, split-second decision and be accountable for every round that they fire. Mm -hmm. It's just not— So how do you get around that, not so? the We train. We train. We figure out solutions to— Train these, get, get SROs, especially, let's, let's stick to just SROs, school resource officers. Now, again, they're mixed between police officers and security guards. We train them. We have some of the best instructors in the world, tactical, advanced CQB instructors. I mean, entering clearing rooms, shooting instructors. You get these guys together, right? I guarantee you if we got some of the, our instructors that we have. And you can go to a school, go to the SROs, you know, and say, all right, let's see, let's see where you're at. They, these instructors can literally pick out how trained they are in a matter of minutes. Right? And then we see their level, and then we're like, okay, let's, let's get them to where they need to be. Right? Because if an active shooter hit, went into a school, these guys need to be proficient. They need to be proficient. And they need to be accountable for every round that they fire, right? Because this is a school. This is the mindset that we are trying to get everybody in. This is, this is an attainable solution, Tucker. We can fix this problem, but we have to show, give our perspective where the problem is first. Somebody texted in then, about a school resource <clears throat> officer being used to break up a fight at the school and I've often seen that happen here and reported in news stories, but if that happens, then it would seemly it would it would seemingly take them away from their primary duty, right? I mean, are they there to break up fights? And, and and this is a great this is another thing that I'm glad you just brought it up, right? And that's one. It's one. Most schools have one resource officer, right? And 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 the world that we work in. One is none, two is one, right? Mm. So one is essentially zero, two is one. You always need a backup. You always need a backup, a partner. If they had multiple resource officers, exactly. And then this is, you're, you're having one guy go by himself to do one thing. The school is left open on another side, right? So it's just constantly being proactive. And I, I think that every school should have two resource officers let me read you this Again. text sal somebody texted in and said um what if guns were no longer sold what do you think would be the outcome regarding active shootings i'll answer this and then you can answer i think the answer would be that there would be little difference because there are so many guns out there right now i i know i i don't think it would really change i know in a lot of school shootings the guns were legally purchased sometimes it was the parents gun what are your thoughts on that it wouldn't change Okay. It wouldn't change, it, it, especially right now in the world that we live in right now. wouldn't make a difference. Well, you could stop selling guns right now, and it would not change a difference. People are still going to do bad things. As much as we, as much as myself, I'm a gun owner, as much as I think that gun owners should take responsibility for their actions or their disactions, 100%, be an adult. But at the same time, 
you cannot, you're not going to change the scope of people wanting to do bad things or kids getting bullied. There's still people are still going to do bad things, but that doesn't change the fact, Tucker, that we can still make schools safer. We can still make schools safer. There's so, a there's a security. Go ahead, go ahead. For our principal listening right now, what would you tell them? Does it? What are the commonalities either between school shootings or commonalities between schools? Recommendations, concrete recommendations you can give now that would make schools safer. Well. I tell them first to definitely call call us or go to our website at nationaloverwatch.org and and see what we offer schools. The the same thing is that we I would just tell them if I was speaking to a principal directly right now. You have to identify, like sir, ma'am, you have to identify your problems, your vulnerabilities, your threats, and then go from there. Schools are throwing so much money at the problem. That, that think that they're going to make their school safer, but they're, they're doing a uh, security countermeasure that, that either doesn't work for that school or doesn't even apply. Call us, tech, you know, and, I, and it's just me getting in front of principals and school boards. Everything about our thought process and our perspective is sound. There is nothing, the biggest thing when I started this, I kept telling myself, I kept telling everybody that I talked to, every school that we go to, we're going to leave it better off than we found it. And every school that we talk to, there's the same common mistakes, Tucker, the same well, common what, what mistakes. What are some of those same common mistakes? <clears throat> no camera, no monitored cameras, uh, spending millions, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on glass. It's supposed to be bulletproof with a film on it. That doesn't – not having access control points. There's not knowing where to put cameras. You know, there's a security vendor that I partner with, Tucker, and uh, started by a bunch of Navy SEALs. <laughs> and and, and uh, these guys, right, they created, a, they created a software that integrates into any camera system, right? The best part about this is it is monitored. Monitor 24-7. If you, talk, were walking in a school parking lot with a gun, that software catches that threat. That threat gets verified by somebody monitoring it 24-7, and that threat gets pushed out in three to five seconds. So you're talking about a proactive countermeasure versus someone just watching the cameras and not knowing if that's a gun or not. There are security vendors out there that are changing the game, but nobody knows about it. Schools keep doing the same thing over and over again. And this is another company that we partnered with. It's about being proactive, you know, what about trying to get the shooter out of the school before it goes into the school. What about identifying threats beforehand? What have you learned? What does your organization recommend <laughs> uh, in terms of identifying somebody that could be a potential shooter and address it before they even get to the campus with a gun. Yeah, and 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 what you're what you just brought up, Tucker, is a huge. That's a huge hot topic right now. Huge hot topic, especially for mental illness. Or you do do schools, and this is another thing. Do schools have hotlines? Do they have a tip line? A tip hotline? Or is is every one of those tips that were called called in or mentioned are they verified? Are they, you know, are their sources, con, you know, confirmed? Like a basic, if you, if, if every school should have a basic uh, anonymous tip line, 
hey, I think this person might be wanting to hurt himself or hurt, or hurt somebody else. Those, those threats or tips should be verified. They should be checked on. I, there's, some, there's a lot of schools that don't even have that. There's all, these are all things that can, all these things that, that, that we can add that they can potentially save someone's life. But we're getting stuck in this world that people just either are complacent or they don't want to look bad. But you know, well, what, everything me, that we do, go ahead. Let me take a break here, Sal, because what it seems like is that um, they're either in denial or they're just throwing money at something that will not really make a difference. And I don't know how you begin to hold people accountable for that. I also want to get back to companies and workplaces because we know it's going to happen in 2023. It would be Pollyanna-ish of us to say, well, there's not going to be any workplace shootings in 2023. There's not going to be any school shootings in 2023. As sad as it is, you know damn well that it's going to happen And that brings us to how do you prevent it from happening? And I do want to talk about companies as well as schools when we come back. We're talking to Victor Sal Salazar, president of of National Overwatch. That's a Texas-based nonprofit that specializes in helping schools prevent mass shootings. You can go to nationaloverwatch.com to get more. If you have any comments, you can text them to the Oakland Heart Jeweler Talk and Text Line 504-260-1870. Let's take a break now for traffic on WWL. 9.46, 9.46, 14 before 10, talking to Victor Sal Salazar, president of National Overwatch, a Texas-based nonprofit that specializes in helping schools prevent mass shootings. Sal, when you look at Uvalde, um, the best that can be said is that, and the most charitable description you can give it, is that it was a tremendous failure and nobody knew what was going on. If, if that was the case, and I, I think you would agree that that was the least of it, right? I mean, and there may have been some problems beyond that. How, how likely is it that a, another, another Uvalde could happen where people get there, nobody knows what the hell is going on, whether to check the door, who's this, who's that? How likely is that to happen at, a, at another maybe smaller school district? You know, and it, it's it, – to, to make it as simple as that, it was a complete – breakdown a complete breakdown of communications of planning it's just a complete breakdown the possibility of that happening is likely and the fact that i even am saying is likely is you know it it's it's nerve-wracking yeah it is yeah it's terrifying and uh i wanted to throw uh, everybody at now is our prayers go out to the families that were affected by the tornadoes a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. thank you um so when it comes to if, if somebody's listening right now and they have a, a school or the archdiocese is listening and they want our charter school system and they want you or your organization to do an assessment, how do they go about it? Go to our website. Go to our website. They can put in their school information. Again, it's National Overwatch. It's one word, uh, .org. And, again, send us your schools. Everything that we do is for schools like we're a completely donation-based company everything every single dollar that we get goes towards schools and if we get enough donations from you know over the u.s every school we could do uh, a, a free in-depth threat assessment for schools across the country i mean this that's the goal and on our website all i have to do is go hey survey my school put the school address what's the school name 
and and we'll give them a call and set up an appointment. Like again, we're our help. The help is out there, and we're and that's what we're trying to get in front of as many people as we can. It doesn't take what. It doesn't take about a, but a week to do an in-depth threat assessment on a school, and you've got three or four guys that have been doing threat assessments for over 100 years of experience. I mean, these guys are – this is what they do. This is their specific skill set. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you want to take that experience and that, that expertise? You know, and every school that we go to, we, I tell them the same thing. We're not trying to make anybody look bad. We're not trying to – highlight anybody's insecurities or faults or, or, you know, things that they didn't do. We're trying to help them. We're trying to make them better. We're trying to make them a harder target and be proactive and proficient in training and drills because everything that they do, everything that we do, why we do it over and over and over and over again because it builds muscle memory. So what are the school that is going? What are the best practices when it comes to, a drill if a if a secure if a, the campus has been breached and people have to go in a lockdown what 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 would your team recommend the current best practices in terms of getting kids to one place making sure the doors locked etc could you go into that a little bit please in some detail uh, i mean honestly I wouldn't even know where to begin as far as what's what that school has planned we'd have to literally look at that school what's the planning for that school what's the procedures for that based school based on the physical layout the campus etc the physical layout, the, the actual plans for that school, because, again, every school is different. So if you if someone were to say that you could do the same plan for every school, essentially that they would be wrong because every school is different. School, some schools have, you know, a safe room or a hard room or, or a gym that could, you could fortify. Every school is completely different. But the, the theory – now, theory, this is the theory that will work for every school. If they plan, they have a, a updated, executed, active drill plan, right, especially the, the, if we get to come up with the, uh, uh, the national standard, if, if they train it and they, they memorize it and they muscle memory over and over again, they will be, they will be proactive, and the final, the final thought, I guess, here, Sal, is a plan is only as good as its execution, right? So you can't 100%. have teachers propping open doors. You can't have a gate left left open for this. You can't have a, the chain is only as strong as its as its weakest link. So once a plan is in place, there has to be some type of discipline to make sure that everybody is following the plan. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You're right. If the if you have the perfect execution plan and you don't follow it to a T, you're not gonna you're not gonna execute that. You you hit the nail on the head, Tucker. You have to execute the plan that you guys have, and it's got to be trained over and over again. And if, and people need to be held accountable if they break protocol and they don't follow that plan. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, because again, well, I propped the door open because it was hot inside. That's that, that you know. Whole That's thing not goes. An excuse. Whole thing goes yeah, up in flames right there. Yep. Um, yep. Final thoughts before we let you go, Vic. Final thoughts is Tucker, and I appreciate you for having me on. I really do. The final thought of the day is schools can protect themselves. We have a solution to make schools. There are solutions to make schools safer. They have to 
be able to take the information and to look at it from a different perspective, a perspective like guys that you know have been in war and threats their whole lives. Take our perspective, take our thought process, and we can make schools safer. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. Victor Sal Salazar, president of National Overwatch, a Texas-based nonprofit that specializes in helping schools prevent mass shootings. Um, a quick reminder, Saints fans, you got to listen to Odyssey's Inside the Black and Gold podcast. Saints sideline reporter Steve Geller, digital producer Jeff Nowak. They're going to take you places most fans never go from practice to the sideline to the locker room. These guys have front row seats all season long, so make sure you download the Inside Black and Gold podcast. Available now on a free Odyssey app and everywhere you get podcasts. Three new episodes drop each week. And it all starts with downloading the Odyssey app for the Inside the Black and Gold podcast. Quick break. When we come back, we'll find out what Noel Norman's got planned for us today here on WWL.